This episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operando Brewing, based in Monavale on Sydney's northern beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online, or why not visit one of their breweries? Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Well, we're through round three, plenty of shoot-shoot action to discuss, uh, including the Raddies' big win at Chatswood over the previously undefeated Gordon, the Rebels see red, and the Marlins pick up the road and cut the shield. So, all that and more. Uh, joining me on the podcast tonight is Mark Cashman from Rugby News with uh, Andrew Swain, unavailable as he's getting ready for Super Round in the Super Rugby. We might have a quick chat about that too. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Shootcast. <laughs> Welcome to Shoot Card, episode 46, our round three review. Uh, joining me on the podcast tonight is Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Good evening, Casho. Virgil, how are things? Very well, mate. It's a, uh, a couple of days after the Easter weekend where I ate many chocolate eggs and um, still getting through them with two young children. Um, they're plaguing my diet. Well, absolutely. They're just lying there asking to be consumed after dinner, aren't they? So uh, anyway, that's uh, that's this time of the year. And, uh, mate, listen, those Marlins, bit of a surprise packet. They've got their defence in order, haven't they? They do. They do. Yep. No, very happy with um, the Marlins' progress. So I think uh, it's caught a few of us off guard. Um, some big tests to come, but I'm sure we'll talk about um, my beloved Marlins tonight. Um, mate, we're, uh, we're doing this one without our great mate Swaney, who's uh, getting ready for uh, Super Rugby's equivalent of the Magic Round. It's the Super Round down in Melbourne. So uh, he says it's a bit like Fire Festival at the moment. So I think he's try, trying to help the team uh, get everything together for what promises to be an intriguing weekend of uh, Super Rugby action. Yeah, un- unfortunately, the uh, the force are going to have to scratch from this weekend. That would yes. Uh, Moana Pacifica, and uh, they're mm. uh, they're off the table because of uh, their, uh, their their COVID cases. So that's uh, that's unfortunate. And uh, you is. know the man who's doing the program, there was a there was a lot of juggling during this afternoon, but we got there. Oh, well done, Casho, mate. It's uh, it's a moving beast as always with COVID. But I uh, see with the new regulations today, things might become a little bit more uh, easy for our sporting seeds to uh, to move around. I uh, It's going to be a huge test for the Australian sides um, this weekend because we've got only trans-Tasman matches um, for the Australian teams, which will be fantastic, Uh, and a real test. I'm sure a lot of uh, rugby fans out there will be casting their eager eyes to how the Aussies will go. Um, If the uh, game between the Canterbury Crusaders and the Auckland Blues was anything to go by, they'll need to be on their A-game, Casher. Yes, yeah, certainly. And uh, Waratah's first up against the Chiefs on uh, on Friday night. That's going to be a real test for them. Uh, mm. uh, they're, uh, they're coming along nicely. I, I I thought there was some some nice little snippets of uh, of play there against against the Force. And uh, you know, of course, if you score twenty four odd points in the first yep. seventeen odd minutes, you you generally go on and win these things. And that's uh, that's what the Tars are doing. Five from three, uh, DC must be very, very happy. Oh, he's got to be happy. And they, they did it pretty convincingly. I thought, as you say, it was a really 
red hot start, but they just seemed to do it quite, you know, it was quite an industrious performance. They don't, didn't really seem to have to work too much. I mean, obviously, Force tested them sort of later in the game, but uh, they're well in control. It's an interesting dynamic watching how well Tane Edmed's going because uh, we've obviously got three playmakers there in Harrison and um, Ben Donaldson. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they hold them all because I know that Edmed started to attract some interest uh, from the Force and maybe further afield. Yeah, and, and listen, he, he's a classic case of having a, a year of shoot shield rugby just just to bed down. He was... Mm. Uh, it was 2019, 2021, that, you know, that, that sort of age. And he, he yeah. really found out how to play against men. And I think this has held him in good stead this, uh, these, these last couple of games. But he was, uh, he, he was very, very hot. And, uh, uh, DC's gone with, uh, Harrison at, uh, at fullback, which, which I really like. He made a real impact, uh, for Ramwick a couple of seasons ago playing at fullback with McDonald's. Mm. Playing ten, so I think he's very effective there, and it uh, it means they can they can up the pace of the game, which they're going to have to do against uh, against the Chiefs, who uh, who'll come over here, you know, ready for uh, ready for action. Yeah, they certainly will. As I said, I watched that game between the uh, the Crusaders and the Blues, and it was it was uh, peak Super Rugby. It was a real classic. It reminded me of one of the games of old and. All the big guns were firing at Bowden Barrett up against Mawanga. Rico Ioane was on fire. Sevu Reese, Will Jordan, um, uh, Papali'i in the forwards. It was just uh, a little bit ominous uh, for those Aussie sides. They're going to have to um, certainly be on their game. But uh, really looking forward to how um, our guys will, will get stuck in. Um, and it's just, just going to be it's going to be a really good watch. You go. Um, it reminds me, Virgo, back in the day when Queensland used to go over to New Zealand to play all those mm. New Zealand sides. I, I, I think it's a rite of passage that we've got to go over there and play them, and that's how you get better. That's how Queensland became a dominant force in uh, in, in regional rugby uh, many, many years ago. Uh, and uh, that's what we've got to do now. We've got to go in there with uh, the right sort of mindset and... Uh, and really get our skills up, our physicality, make sure the defence is right and really test ourselves. It's, uh, it's going to be a, a, a great end to the uh, Super Rugby and then, and then into a, a, an eight-team eight uh, final series. Great stuff. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. What do you make of the uh, – we, we talked briefly last week about uh, potential Wallaby coaching in the future. I don't know why it's getting much publicity, but comment made last week about somebody involved with – Rugby Australia that Thorne wasn't wasn't in the in the running at all it was a bit rough. I thought. Well, I I, I, th- I think they actually have invested a lot of time into uh, in, in into Dan McKellar. Uh, yeah. You know, there, there also have been a few whispers around the place that uh, uh, Brad Thorne's blunt way of dealing with uh, with people outside the Queensland camp probably. Mm. We got a few noses out of joint. I, I, I think that's where that sort of stuff is uh, is uh, coming from. As uh, who the snout in Rugby Australia is, not too sure. There haven't been too many leaks out of there, and I'd imagine there, there won't be many more from here on in. No, I'm sure they'll quash that one. But um, yeah, that will be interesting uh, watching how that all um, unfolds. But plenty of time to get through. Till then, um, Casho, the shoot shield, mate. It's really starting to. Uh, to take speed, isn't it? Uh, we had some very interesting games on the weekend. Um, obviously, we might start at uh, North Sydney Oval because we had a couple of good Friday clashes with North against South 
uh, being one of those matches. And um, Norse uh, ending up very convincing winners, 41 to Southern Districts, 18 at home. This game was marred by a red card incident, which we, we won't go into too much detail about because I don't think there's been a judiciary hearing yet as to what actually transpired. But uh, I believe it was a, a, a dissent, so a remark from Southern Districts player. But uh, that really put a bit of a mocker on the game because South had started quite well. Yeah, yeah, they had. They, uh, they 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 took the lead briefly after Norse kicked the first uh, penalty goal. But uh, from uh, from from the time uh, young Cooper Chambers was uh, was sent off, it, it was very much uh, one one way action, and uh, Norse uh, made the most of it. As you said, a couple of tries to uh, uh, the uh, the centre um, Nathan Russell and. Mm. Uh, uh, Angus Sinclair was uh, was was another who did uh, fairly well, uh, scoring a try and uh, kicking another bag full of goals. So Norse, as you say, travelling along in uh, in in pretty reasonable clip, three starts, three bonus point victories. So it's very important early on in the season to uh, get that sort of stuff, get out of the blocks quickly, and uh, they'll sort of go from there. But uh, Norse do look very very good at this stage. Oh, they look great. There's certainly the form side of the competition. I just think the way they uh, move the ball, I mentioned that last week, um, their ability, they've just uh, seemed to use the full width of the field well, as they have for a number of years, and uh, they've got the great players to execute it. The North Scrum had a funny day out. It, it got pushed around early and then ended up finishing the day with a pushover try of their own. <laughs> it was uh, an interesting an interesting day for the scrum because that's certainly something Zach Beer would be conscious of, uh, having to make sure he's got a good scrum uh, for the for the most of the season. Yeah, one of the one of the guys that uh, took my eye on the on, on on the play that I saw was Charlie Jevons Fellows, mm. who's uh, got a fantastic linking game and uh, yeah, he does. You know, He's very, very quick off the mark, uh, good footwork, and generally uh, makes the advantage line and, and sort of gets through. And uh, he, uh, he he laid on a nice try. I think it was uh, I think it was for uh, Reece Mark who who, uh, who scored one one of the early tries. Uh, and uh, good to see the the Ryan brothers, the the Ryan twins, Luke and Matt, get a uh, get a go in first grade. So uh, they're, uh, they're, they're they're you probably could say that they're. Uh, Keeping a couple of slots warm for the likes of Max Bury and, and others who will come back eventually, but uh, great experience mm. for these guys. And uh, you never know where where uh, they're going to end up. For sure, for sure. Just quickly on the red card, and this would apply to this red card, but I've spent a couple of games this year where we've had uh, contact issues with red cards, and and it's existed. Um, obviously, descent's a totally different beast, but. I don't know why we don't have the twenty-minute ruling like Super Rugby. Any idea why we wouldn't play to that rule? Virgil, right, listen, I'm, uh, I'm I'm not sure, but it it makes sense if uh, the next little up we're, uh, we're we you know we're, we're playing a twenty-minute red card, but uh, uh, you know the, the the leading club competition in Australia adopts the uh, a, a, adopts the same uh, you know uh, protocols, so. Uh, it, uh, oh, yeah. it it doesn't make sense, and you know, like there's there's going to be there's going to be misjudgments in uh, in 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 where shoulders go from time to time, and players because that's the way it is. You uh, you have to go off for the game, and but you can be replaced after twenty minutes. So uh, yeah, I mean, it yeah. doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I mean, refs refs are 
you know, aren't good enough at the top level without the the help of, you know, slow motion replay. So for our referees to make judgment calls and really stuff games, I just don't know why we don't have a 20-minute red card outlet. Or maybe somebody in the referee or the SAU can help me answer that one because I've got a gripe about that. I've got a gripe around the eight-team final series and... So I'm cranky. Oh, well. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Um, Hunter Wildfires uh, hosted the Woodies. Um, it was a funny sort of a game. Uh, Hunter certainly showed some good stuff, but they, again, leaked a few tries. Um, and I, I feel like once they start to maybe maybe go down by a couple, mate, they seem to just lose their way a bit. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 we mentioned this briefly before we uh, we started recording that uh, Hunter Wildfires certainly certainly are a side that's going to as as they warm into this competition are going to cause a few problems uh, right right throughout the uh, right throughout the, uh, the the competition. But at the moment, what they're doing is uh, is leaking leaking a try. Then quickly after that, they they might leak another try, mm. and then. Perhaps Another penalty goal, and all of a sudden you're uh, you're seven fourteen seventeen nil down type of thing, and that's uh, that's what they've uh, they had to do against Eastwood, who uh, who mm. were out of the box fourteen nil seventeen nil at uh, at one particular stage, and uh, you know Eastwood really without looking all that fantastic have uh, mm-hmm. have, uh, have, have have got a win up there, which uh, I can see the uh, home games up the Hunter being uh, being quite difficult as the season wears on. Mm, I like the look of the Woodies. They're just sort of rumbling along and they've always been a club that maybe has a bit of a slow start and comes good. They seem like they're working their way into a bit of fitness. Um, I, I thought Fabian Goodall had a good day as Knox Muliufi did. Um, but Eastwood's sort of pack sort of ground them down. Uh, Nadura Natolo and Tui Tavaki impressed me uh, for the wildfires. Tui Tavaki must be related to the famous Tui Tavaki in New Zealand, uh, with a few uh, All Blacks and internationals there, but uh, I the thought very um, he's, a, he's a cousin, Burjo. He's got to be a cousin, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, on the Eastwood front, I think uh, Chris Bell continued to uh, yeah. steer things around very well, and Lachlan Shelley at the backs finally showing a, a, a bit of pace there. So he's he's putting a few games together, which is which is good to see. On on the wildfires front, I thought Connor Winchester did uh, did sort of quite well, and uh, mm. and Grant. Back, uh, was another big contributor. Mm, no, I agree with all those comments, but uh, Scott Coleman will be a little bit disappointed maybe that he hasn't nabbed a, a home win uh, up there, Kasha. I think they wanted to turn it into a bit of a fortress, but they've had some tough matches up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, certainly. I think uh, I think a home win will come, but um, mm. yeah. All right. Um, we will discuss the game at Woolara Oval, um, Eastern Suburbs 42, Western Sydney 19. Um, the player that really caught my eye was the Eastern Suburbs fullback, Luke Glenn. Uh, he's from across the ditch, like many of the standout shoot shield players are. Uh, but when he got the ball in space, he was absolutely electric. He skinned a couple of uh, the Western Sydney backs and laid on a couple of tries for his teammates. And he was just a handful all day, wasn't he? Yeah, he certainly was. Um, I think in the... Uh in the rugby league game, they uh, they say he had spiders on him, and uh, listen, yeah. people people were uh, were having trouble sort of reining him in, and uh, particularly mm-hmm. down that edge, I thought he was absolutely lethal. So uh, good to see that uh, that East are uh, off off the duck, and uh, 
But mm. I'm fortunate that, uh, that the, the two Blues uh, haven't recorded a win yet, which is, uh, which, which is unfortunate. But, uh, listen, you, you can see that there's something brewing there. There's a lot of talent there, and I think they'll do uh, better as the season goes on. Yeah, I mean, Western Sydney sort of hung in this game quite late. It wasn't until sort of the 55-minute mark that he sort of uh, pushed away. But, um, yeah, I, I guess uh, it's a bit of a concern because we all had real high hopes for uh, for Western Sydney coming into the season with everything that's happened out there in, in the off-season, the new grandstand, and seemingly a focused uh New bit of energy. I'm not. I'm. I'm seeing some improvement in their performances. They're certainly staying in games for longer. But um, so lossy, touchy, thucky. But I'd be quite disappointed where they're where they're at still, Kasha. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the expectation for them was to uh, get out of the blocks early and and, uh, and and get some wins up, and then you know, like really add some some momentum to the club because. Listen, there's there's no doubting that they've got a fantastic facility out there at Eric Tweedale Stadium. So mm. uh, it's just up to up to them to, uh, you know, everybody loves a winner, and mm. they'll, they'll get the people in if they start to win. That's uh, mm. that's a basis of uh, running any any sort of uh, you know uh, sporting organisation. You know, uh, winning saw- on Saturday fixes a hell of a lot of things. Yeah, I, I saw the um, return of Archie King at fly half for Eastern Suburbs because young um, Bowen had been there. Um, I, I, but I did think King, who I've always rated as a, as a very good player, and uh, Jordan Jackson Hope, who's uh, been in the Brumbies setup for a few years and has played shoot shield, um, they really started to command the game late, Casher. Yeah, yeah, they certainly did. Uh... Bowen, I think, was uh, down with the Australian under under twenties camp. I think in, there in you go. Uh, uh, nice Hopes uh, just back from Japan. Uh, good to see these guys sort of filtering back and uh, and you know add, adding a bit of spice and skill and speed and all those sorts of things to the shoot shield. For sure. Uh, let's head over to Kuji, uh, the game that I had a, a close eye on. Uh, Ramick has lost the Roden Cutler Shield to the Marlins. Manly 34, Ramick 21. Um, again, for the second week running, Manly had a really fast start, came out of the blocks really well. Uh, one thing that's been noticeable with the Marlins um, so far this season is how accurate some of their kicking has been. Um, really effective box kicking. Uh, Valentini's got to have one of the best line kicks in the competition. He's, uh, he caught my eye at Kiama, uh, when he was drop kicking balls in the wet from the sideline, and he didn't miss much at all, so he's got an amazing boot on him. Um, but uh, yeah, the Marlins are just playing at the right end of the field. Um, having Max Douglas and Langy Gleason in the pack uh, is causing other forward packs a lot of problems because they're really dynamic. Um, and as you said earlier, Casho, the defence is excellent. So you know the Rambic sort of started slow and they scored a couple of tries back in it, but they they really were off Marlins' mistakes. So. Uh, Manly dominated all the territory and sort of sort of kept them at bay for most of the game. I mean, Christian Yasm sort of uh, had his moments uh, during the match, scored a great try. Um, but really, the Marlins kept him and, and Tristan Riley pretty quiet. So uh, Phil Blake will be really happy. Benny McCormick, maybe not so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think Benny would be very, uh, you know, un- unhappy with the way Ramick had sort of started. They, they got that first win up at TG in uh, in round one, and things yeah. sort of haven't, haven't sort of gone from there. But uh, 
Yeah, listen, on, on a manly front, that's uh, that's an absolute uh, great win. Any winner could you at any at any time, no matter how they're doing, is uh, is something to be celebrated. And uh, hopefully that was uh, the way they went about things. You're absolutely right about Max Douglas and Langy Gleeson. They're, uh, they're, they're a cut above, uh, you know, that shoot shield level. And uh, good to see the mayor, uh, you know, uh, ad- adding on to... Uh, What's what's going on at, at Manly, and uh, obviously the, uh, uh, the 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 defence is is in order with um, with uh, with Blakey there. So uh, good to see that they're, uh, they're they're up and running. Yeah, no, I mean they obviously had the disappointing game at Southern Districts, which uh, really could have gone their way. Obviously, events in that game weren't great, but um, yeah, certainly most of the Manly fans uh, are pleasantly surprised with where they're at. But I guess. Looking at the table, um, you know, they're about to get a really good test, aren't they? Uh, they've got uh, Ringer this week in the Derby and then Northern Suburbs at home to defend the road and cut the shield. So they don't come more difficult than that. And I know they suffered a pretty significant injury to a prop, uh, Dougal O'Reilly, on Saturday. So that's really going to test the really thin front row stocks for the Marlins. So scrums could be an issue if we, we get any more injuries there. And uh but yeah, look. Uh, for now, um, it's probably a a, a, a good camp, and uh, things look, look look to be going really well. So uh, cannot some, complain. But Berger, what about switching James Hildebrand to uh, tight end prop? He, he'd enjoy an afternoon at tight end prop, wouldn't he? Well, I'm not sure about that. Uh, he'd be going up against Rory O'Connor this weekend, which I don't think many people would sort of fancy. But uh, no, Sester's pretty happily in the middle of the scrum there, mate. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they'll do. Uh, they've, they've got Kieran Raby to come back into the, to the front row, but below that, uh, it's going to be tough, I think. So that's what clubs are for, though, Casho. Maybe it, maybe a dime in the in the rough will present themselves. Well, you never know. You never know. But uh, that was obviously said very tongue in cheek about Cecil. So uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's good to see that uh, he'd have a bit of a spring in his step. So that's uh, you know that's uh, that. But that's great that uh, things are on the move at, uh, at Manly. It is good. All right. Uh, fantastic game, Chatswood. Uh, Gordon um, hosting the Rats. I think Gordon's first home game of the season. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, well, Gordon were flying high and uh, undefeated. And Rats came to spoil the party. Ringer 30, Gordon 25 at Chatswood. Uh, in a fair way, sort of, Gordon sort of had the early momentum. We're leading 17-11 at one stage, but uh, the Rats scored three unanswered tries. Uh, that man, Ben Woollett, uh, is such a handful. I mean, I can't uh, I can't speak highly enough of how well he's going in the absence of Ben Maher, um, but he, he's a similar sort of a player. Um, sort of plays a little bit wider than Ben, but uh, he's a real handful. And, you know, uh, he's ably assisted by... The form of uh, Charlie Tupo and Ezra Cheekamp. So uh, the Rats, Casho, uh, despite their loss to Norse, I think they're one of the other sides to to really keep an eye on. Yeah, listen, they're uh, they're, they're two second rowers, uh, Clifton Futrell. I thought uh, had absolutely huge games. Uh, Gordon mm. Gordon looked very flat for some reason or other, particularly particularly in 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 that second half. I'm not sure whether that uh, that game against Southern Districts the, uh, the 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 week before took much out of them, but uh, yeah, there, there just wasn't the uh, the energy uh, or you know the ambition to 
try and, and do things, but uh, the refs continually caught them behind the advantage line. And uh, after that, uh, well, they had Dean Bloor there playing uh, at, uh, at obviously very short notice. He's uh, he's back in, in in the rats' fold, which is uh, which That's is a great. big end. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, because uh, Connor Hickey was going pretty well, but was a little bit green. You know, obviously first year in, in first grade, but Dean Bloor was was great last year. So to, for him to come back into the rat setup, so it's gold. Yeah, certainly, and, and uh, he he does have a he does have a very good left left foot step. So that uh, that 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 made him a, a couple of breaks uh, throughout the afternoon there. And in any sort of win at Chatswood Oval, particularly in recent years, is is something to celebrate, and uh, I thought Seb Wildman did uh, did very well, and uh, and and the man you spoke of before, the blonde headed Ben Woolett, uh, had had an absolutely huge game, particularly down that uh, down that left edge. It's uh, you know like you, you you can never relax against this rat side. They'll, they'll try yeah. stuff, and they're obviously uh, going to be better if uh, if Ben Maher plays uh, a, a wee bit of footy. I'm not sure about his availability. At this particular stage of the season, with his commitments to the to the Australian Seven setup, which which by the way is doing very very well, so you know they're uh, they're, they're going to be one, two, three, or four. I think the Rats by the time the season pans out. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I was uh, exchanging messages with Ben on the weekend from Vancouver, where he's with the Aussie Sevens. He thought he may be available for the uh, Derby this weekend. I sort of pressed him on that. He was sort of hoping he would be. Whether uh, Contractual discussions with Ben have uh, accelerated since then. I'm not sure, but uh, you're going really well for the Sevens. But, geez, they've got some talent. I mean, they've got all that's come back. You've got Ben Maher, Tyson Davis, Seb Wallman, Tupu, Cheekam, Woolett. You've got Harry Jones on the bench. Um, it's just an embarrassment of riches in that ringer back line. It has been for a few years, hasn't it, Kasia? Yeah, it certainly has. And, you know, there's, there's a spectre of a... A guy like Luke Reimer coming back and uh, and playing a bit mm. before the back end of the season, who's mm. uh, been playing off the bench for the Brumbies. So uh, yeah, listen, there's uh, there's a bit of depth there. Uh, they probably weren't expecting to have this amount of uh, players available, but uh, you mm. know something didn't work out for some guys overseas, and uh, a guy mm. like Hugh Margin uh, came uh, came back, and uh, you know things have sort of. Uh, gone from there. So listen, they're uh, they're in very good shape. So we'll see how that all pans out uh, before the end of the year. Yeah, they're in good shape, and I mean, obviously, Gordon um, have had a good start to the year too. They'll be disappointed, obviously, very disappointed with losing at home to the Rats. But uh, you know, they did just lose. They almost had a chance at the end there to snatch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly did, but uh, uh, the the Rats managed to sort of hold out, and I think. Uh, I think that emphasis on uh, on, on defence uh, uh, has got the the, the rats in, uh, in in very good stead. You know, Gordon a long way from being uh, being with, you know where they were at their peak uh, in this particular game, but I'm sure they're going to bounce back and bounce back quickly. Mm, we'll have a discussion now about the game involving West Harbour and University Uni. Far too good uh, taking the win, forty-one to West fourteen. Again, uh, front and centre of the uni performance uh, was that driving more cashier. Yeah, and one of the stories on rugby news, I think it's it's, it's leading the side on the moment is the uh, uh, what we've learned from the opening three rounds of the Shoot Shield, 
And uh, the one to kick things off is that the driving mall is the key to success. And this is what uh, our university went about that uh, went about that uh, that game. They just uh, kept rolling the tries in, and uh, they uh, they kept going seven fourteen. 21 and uh, away we go. I think they've really picked up their game uh, mm. in, and around, uh, in and around that area and, and, and their scrum was pretty effective uh, as well. They've managed to find a spot on the wing for Simon Kennewell and he, he, he looked pretty good. Angus Bell at fullback was uh, was very effective after playing the first round at, uh, at, at outside centre and uh, Henry Clooney's Ross was uh, his normal measured self. So... Uh, He's one hell of a shit shield footballer, that guy. Yeah, he's very experienced and uh, been a consistent first grader for, for many years. They're just rumbling along, aren't they, Uni? Another article, uh, another point you made uh, in that article about the trends we've seen so far that was how quickly the students are rebuilding. Obviously, they had a, a narrow loss at Rat Park, which um, would start the season. But uh, since then, um, you know, despite losing 13 senior players from last season, They've just, uh, they just, they just grind them out. They, 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 an amazing ability just turn lower graders and uh, cults uh, graduates into first graders really quickly. Anyway, uh, university too strong in that one, and uh, that pretty much rounded out the round uh, three action. Taking a quick look into round four, uh, Ramwick are taking on East, uh, the Battle of the East. Uh, it's always hotly contested. University hosting the Wildfires. Western uh, West Suburbs, uh, West West Suburbs, West Harbour are taking on Southern Districts. Western Sydney taking on Gordon Woods and Norse in Cowra. Am I right, Kasha? They always take that one. They've been taking that one to the bush for a few years. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eastwood have got a uh, a very good connection with the community at uh, mm. at Cowra, and uh, I, I saw some some pictures on their social media on their social media streams with. Uh, uh, the likes of, uh, I think it's their patron now, Rob Milner, was uh, was mm. helping set up some uh, some seating in and around the ale. But it's always a, a great day out, out out in the country. Uh, the the Uni Wildfires game is at Mudgee, so uh, that's a that's an absolutely fantastic surface that they play on there. So uh, I think they mm. had an absolute cracking game there last time through. Might have been against East, I think it was uh, with. With uh, East winning right on the bell, so uh, yeah, yeah, we love to see our clubs taking games to the regions and the final game of the round and a highlight of the club rugby calendar: Ringer taking on Manly at Rat Park. Um, Marlins will be heading in with a bit of confidence, but so will Ringer. So uh, can't beat a Bayfield Cup, can't beat a, a Derby Casho. Uh, will I see you there at Rat Park, mate? Listen, I'll, uh, I'll 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 be there. I think uh, I think I might go go behind the uh, the, the goalposts and uh, and watch from there. But uh, listen, Berger, I've I've got a I've got a question here that uh, the old hype, perhaps perhaps it's the pandemic, perhaps it's the uh, the arrival of Easter last weekend and the Anzac weekend, but uh, the old uh, hype in and around the uh, the Northern Beaches derby. Isn't quite where it was in past years. Uh, yeah, I'd probably say the competition's hype is probably a reflection of that, and mainly because the rights. Uh, you know, we had club rugby TV, which were a 
publicity machine, um, as we know, uh, through the Fordham Group, uh, which really drove the visibility of the Shoot Shield. Um, and I think, you know, the flagship games like Manly and Ringa specifically were big parts of that revival, as too were the grand finals at North Sydney over. So I think there's a little bit in that. Um, more in a local sense in terms of the derby, I guess there's probably a bit of a COVID sort of a hangover to, to go with that. We haven't seen um, uh, full capacity crowds as much, but we're hoping this week, you know, um, hopefully if the rain buggers off, uh, with the Marlins coming to town um, ahead of the rats on the table, which which hasn't been the case for a while, um, and, you know, hopefully we'll start seeing um, the crowds that we used to cash out and maybe a bit of venom. Mate, I'll be on the uh, Southern Hill. Uh, we like to sit on the Southern Hill, us Manly fans, so we get our car quickly and head back to Manly because why would you want to hang up north uh, on the beaches, mate? Well, you know, you only, you only get your hubcaps stolen, won't you, if, uh, if you leave them outside uh, Rat Park? <laughs> they can't cry poor anymore, mate. There's more BMWs up north of uh, north of the Narrabeen than 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 Volkswagen. So, uh, mate, uh, it's a great day, a great day for the community. Um, I know they'll be stocking the fridges full of beer. Um, they're just hoping that we'll, we'll get a great crowd. I know the uh, the Colts are going to play after first grade, and there's all the all the Graden Colts will be up there. So uh, uh, we're looking forward. Um, to a fantastic day at Rat Park on Saturday, and hopefully everyone that can't get there will tune in on Stan. Well, I appreciate you for jumping on tonight without our great mate, but, um, mate, I'll hopefully see you for a beer uh, beer on the weekend. Absolutely, Burjo. Look forward to it. Thanks, Casho.